Hey folks, Dr. Tim Jordan here with another episode of this podcast, which is called Raising Daughters. I so appreciate you stopping by every week, almost every week. Occasionally I'll skip one if I'm out of town or something, but I'm trying to offer you suggestions about your parenting, especially parenting daughters, and to use different topics each time. And I decided this week to entitle this podcast, The Gift That Keeps On Giving, COVID. And if you're laughing, saying, okay, how is that a gift? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Let me read you one of my favorite quotes, which I think I may have used in a podcast before, but it's worth repeating if, if I did. It goes like this. And by the way, it's by Haruki Murakami. And once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain. When you, when you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That's what this storm is all about. Let me repeat that last two lines. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That's what this storm is all about. And so I'm choosing, at least for today, I'm choosing to believe that, that this is what the COVID pandemic is about. It's about growth for us. It's about lessons we can learn. It's about gifts that we can receive from, from our experience in the last two years. And I think we're far enough along in this pandemic. We're two years in. Let me say that again. We're two years into this thing. I think it's far enough along to be able to zoom out and take a broader look, a broader view of it. Instead of just rehashing the day-by-day -day statistics of the, uh, the number of new cases and the number of hospitalizations and how many deaths there were this week and how are we comparing to other countries, I'm going to push that aside for a minute, that little micro look, and instead get a broader macro look at this. I'm encouraging you right now to choose to focus on what you have learned about yourself and about life because of the pandemic. What lessons have you learned these past two years? And perhaps even more importantly, I'm encouraging you to help your kids learn about what they have learned from their experiences in the last two years. Let me offer you some questions I think you can ask yourself and your kids to help them with this self-awareness. Questions like, how have you grown in the last two years? How have you grown emotionally, spiritually? What have you learned about handling your emotions, especially emotions like frustration and fear? There's been a lot of fear in the culture, in our country, in the world, if you will. A lot of anxiety. There's statistics that talks about the raising anxiety in adults and teenagers and kids and girls. There's a really nice quote by Ezra Beda, B-A-Y-D, that says, When we really pay attention, everything is our teacher. So what have your kids learned? Ask them. What have you learned about handling your feelings? There's been lots of ups and downs with our emotions. How they learn to deal with losses. We've lost people. We've lost events. Kids have lost experiences. Proms and dances and homecomings and football games and sports. Where have they learned about how to deal with loss? Because they've, they've been forced to deal with it. How have they learned, or what have they learned, about dealing with uncertainty? That's a huge piece of the last two years for all of us. So much change and, and so much lack of control, it seems like. What have they learned about dealing with uncertainty? 
Now, even before COVID, I was hearing from from people in the college ranks, who uh, professors and people who talked about how the young adults who were coming on their campuses were not prepared for life, not prepared to cope. And a lot of that had to do with uncertainty. Like, what is my major? What should I be studying? What's my career going to be? Where am I going to go after college? Where am I going to move? And a lot of them were having a hard time dealing with that kind of uncertainty. And the last two years, we've had a huge layer on top of that. Well, they learned about that. How have they, how have they dealt with the uncertainties in the last two years? What habits or activities are they doing or have done that help their mood, that help them to cope better? Things like maybe more time in nature, maybe some quiet time, maybe some meditation kind of time. Do they start practicing yoga? Are they exercising more? Are they, do they learn how to play guitar? Are they reading more, having some quiet time? What have they learned has helped them with those emotions, with the uncertainty, with some of the anxiety, with the change? What have they learned about coping with their emotions? A lot of you who have been with me and followed me for a long time know that the weekend retreats and the summer camps that I do with girls, a lot of it has to do with teaching them good skills to cope with their emotions. I'm just wondering what they've learned about that in the last two years. Another good question to ask your kids. What have you learned about overcoming adversity? What have you learned about your level of resilience? Are you more confident and optimistic? I've seen studies before that says that one of the best predictors of success in the first year or two of college is not their GPA in high school. It's not their SAT or their ACT score. That one of the best predictors is their level of hope and optimism when they enter college. That may sound odd to you, but it makes sense to me because if your kids all along the way have had to overcome some adversities, some challenges, some obstacles, and you, the parents, have allowed them to do that without saving and rescuing and doing it for them. If they've been able to overcome adversity, they gain little building blocks of confidence every time they do that. If they've been allowed to handle teachers and coaches and their emotions and friends and things with your support, but mostly doing it themselves, that's how they become, I think, more hopeful and optimistic. Because they know that when they leave the nest and they go off to college and they bump into another obstacle, they're optimistic that they're going to be able to overcome it because they have. You've allowed them to do it. What have your kids learned about themselves and this adversity? This is a huge one. It's not their adversity. It's the, it's the whole world's adversity. What have they learned about that? Have they become more hopeful and optimistic? What have they learned about determination, overcoming obstacles, resilience? Think about their schoolwork. What have they learned about creating their own structure for their schoolwork and their learning? They've been forced, your kids, to be more independent and to be more self-motivated, especially when they were doing the uh, virtual kind of schooling. They weren't going into a classroom for six or seven hours a day with a teacher hanging over them the whole time. They had to learn to do more on their own. What did they learn about that? When they go off to college, if they do, everybody doesn't go to college, but if they go off to college, it's going to be much more independent study. Less teachers who know every move of theirs. So if they've learned that in the last two years, that's going to be a huge gift for them when they go out into the world.
despite the social isolation that, that all of us experienced, how they kept their relationships strong, their friendships strong. How'd they do that? How'd they stay connected? I know sometimes kids have been feeling disconnected, but if you look at the whole thing and look where they're at now, I think a lot of kids have kind of come around. Some of it is about going back to school, but some of it also is about learning about connecting in lots of different ways. Back in the virtual days, it was FaceTime, it was group chats. I know a bunch of girls who were in book clubs. Uh, their parents would, didn't want them to get together, but they would allow them to get together like if they were outside. I know a lot of girls who started going to more state parks and taking hikes with their friends. How have they learned to stay connected? Your kids and you have also been forced in the last few years to become more flexible. There's a good quote by a man named Bob Goff, G-O-F-F, and it goes like this. Embrace the uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters of our lives won't have a title until much later. Ooh, embrace the uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters of our lives won't have a title until much later. There's some things we're not going to know until some more time goes by and we're able to look back and go, oh, that makes sense. That's how I learned that. Okay. You'll be able to make more connections three, five, 10, 20 years down the road. But, but I know for sure that we've been forced to become more flexible. We've been forced to let some things go that we had no control over. And hopefully you all have learned to focus on what you do have control over. Because if you spent too much time worrying about and focusing on things you didn't have control over, then I, I know that you become more frustrated and anxious. And what your kids do have control over is their mood, their emotions, their reactions to people and things and experiences, their outlook on life, their perspective. They have total control over where they spend their time and their energy. They have control over who they surround themselves with. I hope they've learned that in the last two years. And, if, and I want them to step back again as you ask them these questions along the way for them to be, start internalizing what did I learn I had control over and how did I do that? A good quote by Timber Hawkeye that goes like this. You can't calm the storm, so stop trying. What you can do is calm yourself. The storm will pass. What you can do is calm the, yourself and then the storm will pass. I think that's true for COVID. And maybe it's not going to pass totally away, all that stuff. But it's, it is passing through already after two years. And hopefully our focus has been more on how can I take care of myself as opposed to trying to f control everything else out here. All the lessons that your kids and you have learned in the last two years about overcoming challenges and adversities from COVID, all of those lessons that we've just talked about with those questions, all of them are transferable to future challenges and obstacles and adversities. We've been talking more in the last, oh, I'd say five years about trying to get our kids to have a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is like there's, there's lots of good uh, research studies that show that when uh, boys and girls in, oh, kind of late grade school, fifth-ish, sixth-ish sixth grade, a lot of their math scores started to falter a little bit because it got harder. 
And then within a few years, what they found was the boys' math scores came back up to where they had been. A lot of times, girls' scores did not. And, they, and instead of saying, oh, I guess girls aren't good at math, which we used to say, when people actually looked at it, they, what they figured out was it's not about that. It's more about do girls have a fixed mindset when it comes to certain things? And what they found is, in general, girls do, and especially when it came to math, and probably part of that is due to the fact that they didn't have as many role models as guys did when it came to things, you know, the STEM kind of careers and things. But when they coach girls in fifth and sixth grade ahead of time about, you know what, it's going to get tougher in math, and you're going to get frustrated, but it doesn't mean you're not good at math. It doesn't mean you either got it or you don't. What it means is, I'm going to have to work harder at this, work smarter, maybe apply some different strategies. And if I do that with enough time, I'll get better. That's a growth mindset. And I think that we've been forced to overcome obstacles in the last two years. And I hope that's helped kids and girls to develop more of a growth mindset. And when they bump into more challenges down the road, they can always go back to what's happened in the last two years and draw from that well that well of resilience and optimism and experience, especially if we help them to become aware of it, aware of the, aware of the lessons that they've learned. Let's spend a few minutes now talking about something that's, that's similar but different, which is what are the gifts that you have received because of the experiences with COVID in the last two years? What are some of the gifts your kids have received because of it? I'm not talking about physical things like a new phone. I'm talking about what, are they, what have they received that's a benefit to them? A good quote, and I'm not sure who the author is because I couldn't find the author. It may be one of those unknown ones. It goes like this. Not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some storms come to clear your path. I've had a lot of kids tell me that one of the gifts they've received in the last two years is more time with their family. Especially in that first year, year and a half, when more people were working at home, kids were going to school at home. Although I think it's also true that a lot of adults are still working at home because now it's more of a choice. But they liked the fact that there was more family time. There was more meals together. A lot of kids have told me that one of the gifts they've received in the last two years from the pandemic is that they started new hobbies because they had more time at home. They weren't out socializing as much. You know, they weren't out and about as much. So I've had a lot of girls tell me they learned how to play guitar. They taught themselves how to play ukulele. A lot of girls have been doing more arts and craftsy kinds of things. Um, I've had girls who, when they come to my counseling practice, they bring their crochet needles and they're crocheting things. I've had a couple of girls show me these huge blankets that they crocheted. I've had girls tell me they, they started learning how to play piano on their own because they could just download you know free music and free tabs. And they had time to practice because they were less busy. They weren't doing their select sports and all those kinds of things. So, so new hobbies like that are a gift for them. They've sort of broadened their experience. I've had girls talk to me about the, that they're reading a little bit more. They spent more time in nature. That's not every girl I've talked to because some of them spent an inordinate amount of time scrolling, you know, TikTok and all the, and Instagram. And I've had a lot of girls tell me, though, that they've broadened their uh, experience with things like arts and crafts and music and uh, starting their own businesses and those sorts of things. 
I ask, I want you to ask your daughters, what have you learned about handling your boredom? I think in the last 20 years or so, I think a lot of parents jump in when their kids are bored and they become their entertainment directors. But I'm thinking that might be different for a lot of kids and families because there was a lot of free time, a lot of home time. I hope your kids have absorbed the gift of learning how to handle their boredom and also learning how to enjoy their alone time. It's a nice quote from Blaise Pasquale that goes like this. All of man's miseries derive from not being able to sit quietly in a room alone. All of man's miseries derive from not being able to sit quietly in a room alone. I think that's true. I've had a lot of girls over the years tell me about how hard it is for them to be alone and quiet. Their alone time is YouTube videos. Their alone time is watching Netflix, a Netflix series. That's not alone quiet time. That's entertainment. It's okay, but it's not alone quiet time. But more girls, I have found, have started to do some more quiet alone time. And they're doing things like their artwork or writing stories. I've had a lot of girls do more poetry writing, story writing, writing songs, doing uh, doing some journaling, kind of like Anne Frank did during World War II. Have they learned to enjoy their alone time? I hope that's a gift that they take away from this pandemic. So I think it'd be really valuable for you, the adults, and your kids to spend some time reflecting on these questions about what are the lessons you've learned about yourself in life or the gifts you've received from the last two years of pandemic. I think it might be even more valuable besides just thinking about it and talking about it to write it down, write it in their journals. I think when you do that, it solidifies it more internally. You internalize the lessons. You internalize what you're thinking about. We don't do enough reflecting and contemplating and those sorts of things in this day and age. And I think this is the time to do that, to be able to look back and try and learn from what happened, learn from our experiences. That's a great life skill that your kids can absorb from this experience. My wife and I were in in Mexico about two weeks ago teaching a, a family retreat. We had 34 dads and either their son or their daughters. And one of the things that we did one one afternoon, we had them, the dads and the, their son or daughter pair off, and we had them share what, what we've just been talking about, what they learn about themselves and life from the experience. And there were some very animated conversations going back and forth about lessons and gifts. I think I would encourage you to do that around the dinner table when you're taking walks, which I hope you do, when you're outside taking walks to talk about and reflect about and and spend some time helping them bring it to their awareness about things that they've learned. It's a great way to start focusing on on things like gratitude, growth, lessons, gifts, instead of focusing on the negatives and the loss. I think we're all kind of tired of that. So ask questions, stir things up, talk talk to your kids about what you've learned about yourself. I think it'd be awesome conversations to have with them i got two quotes here as we're winding down today. And one of them is by someone named Danny, D-A-N-I, and it goes like this. When we are in the eye of the storm and we can't find our way out, it's easy to lose hope and think the storm will last forever. But one day the sun will shine on you again and the clouds will clear and you will look around and realize you've been blown to an even better place. Sometimes in the storm... 
there is a miracle waiting to be seen. You may not be aware quite yet of the lessons and the gifts, because you may still be in the middle of, of the pandemic for different reasons. But either now you can zoom back and start to do what I've asked you to do today, or along the way, as a little bit more time goes by, it'd be so good to step back and start looking for the miracles that have come out of these last two years. Last quote from Dr. Seuss. Sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Same kind of thought, which is start looking now, start reflecting, contemplating, journaling, writing, talking, discussing all about your lessons and the gifts. And as time goes on, there may be more things that come to mind with a little bit of history behind you, a little bit of experience behind you with some, with some, some time, some distance and some time between it. I would make sure you don't lose this opportunity to learn about yourself, learn about life, and for your kids to learn about themselves and and their lives and what they can take forward with them to help them when they face more obstacles and challenges and adversities. If you want more information about all the things that I do, the school programs, I've written six books, I've, I've written uh, hundreds of blogs and articles and things, just go to our website at www.drtimjordan.com. Also dates for our weekend retreats this spring, for the summer camps, um, talks I'm giving in the community, etc. Um, look look, just look on the website for all that information. I, I do appreciate you sharing these. This might be a good podcast to listen to with your kids. It might spur some conversations about lessons and gifts and things. And I don't think it'll be a one-shot deal, just like, a talk about sexuality is not like a one-time talk. It's more like this is a series of conversations you can have now and along the way to make sure that you derive the best that you can from this adversity we've all been through for the last two years. Thanks so much again for stopping by. I'll see you back here in a week. 